cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence, and it's not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, please follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review the show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Marie Bella. And today we're talking about the Amish. Now, I did not really want to talk about the Amish because I don't necessarily think that in and of themselves they are a cult. No. I'll back up my findings here. Here's why I don't always think so. Uh, they don't have a centralized leader. Um, typically cults will have like one leader. Uh, they they do make a physical sacrifice to be a part of the lifestyle in that they live on farms with no electricity. Um, they can leave whenever they want, but they're shunned. But people aren't like actively stopping them. Don't they have a thing where they get to leave for they a little do. bit and then yeah. come back? Rumspringer, you get you basically get a chance to experience the outside world, and then if you want to come back, then you're back forever. That's basically the. It's like if you want to leave, you can leave. Um, no one will fault you for leaving. But if you want to come back, then you come back for good. Wow. Yeah. And some people do still leave after that. Um, yes, Armando, you have a question. <laughs> Rum, 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 spring break. Rum, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they come back. Can they come back? Like, at, can they be gone for like a year and then come back? Yes, actually, yeah. Can they be gone for longer than a year? Um, they at a certain point will start getting pressure from their families to decide. Um, if you have ever watched Breaking Amish on TLC, as oh. I. If, if I've ever, <laughs> please. Uh, my favorite is the lady who sells Tupperware. That's my favorite. Um, <laughs> where typically it lasts a couple weeks to a couple months. Um, however, I'm, I'm sure there are some that have lasted a year or more. At a certain point, they kind of, your family will kind of meet with you and be like, it's time to either leave for good or come home. Because that's the thing. If you choose to leave for good, you leave. Your family doesn't come with you for good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I left, I just turned on one light, I'd be like, fuck it, I'm out. This is so much more convenient. <laughs> I just fuck your candlesticks. <laughs> one of my favorite things about watching Breaking Amish on TLC is I find myself doing many times at like three in the morning, um, is they refer to us us as the English. Oh right. I think that's fascinating. I prefer it. Right. <laughs> Well, and and it was it took me an episode or two to be like, why are we the English? But then it's it's because they're the Pennsylvania Dutch, right? And so the woman who sells Tupperware, she's like, I've been selling the Tupperware to the English, and I was just like, in Britain, overseas, <laughs> you export. It's like, damn, you're really good at Tupperware. <laughs> One of the other reasons that I didn't consider the Amish a cult is they're not actively recruiting. <laughs> you mean I can't sign up? No. <laughs> they don't want you. Um, <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm sure that there are cases of people converting to... I know you can convert to be a Mennonite, because uh, I had a friend from high school who attempted at one point. Why? Um, 
You'd have to ask her that. That's a good question. Um, I think for her, it was a desire for a more simple life. Um, Mennonites still use some electricity. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a little more just pared down. It, it's essentially if you wanted to just go live on a farm and wear mostly cotton. I see. You could be a Mennonite. For the most part, though, you're born Amish. You're born into the faith. It's It's not like Scientology where they're like... Do you right. want to take a barn test? Right. Come into here and take a sheep test. Like, that's not, that isn't, Armando's laughing. Earlier, we were like, you can't make fun of the Amish, Amish, they'll never hear you. And it's like, well, yeah, kind of. Although, as we'll see later in this story, they use electronics more than they'd like to admit. Of course they do. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I, earlier this week, had seen, I guess it was about two weeks ago, a post in one of the true crime Facebook groups that I follow, because I'm a nerd, where someone had asked if the Amish were a cult, and I put forth my theory that no, they're just very, they're they're very um, yeah. insular is the right That's word. That's the one. Yeah, they're very insular. And no, they're not a cult. And then lo and behold, this news story crossed my desk. Uh, so this actually happened last year. Um, they've just finished trials and sentencing about last month oh so in 2016 police in lower southampton pennsylvania were called to do a welfare check they a neighbor had called um she basically did an anonymous cps welfare check Mm -hmm. for child protective services because she saw a baby walking around her neighbor's house and she was under the impression that he was 51 and childless and she kept seeing girls around and so i guess at first she thought maybe they were like um, a nephew niece well no not a nephew no boys only (laughs) girls uh maybe initially thought she was a niece a niece and then she saw the baby and was like that's a little weird so she made the call the police arrived and they found that the yard was kind of unkempt the windows were all boarded up um, but they would kind of just see girls here and there, all in matching blue dresses. Now, matching clothes, fucking red flag. Very, yeah. Don't, know. If someone suggests that you all dress the same, fucking run. Yes. Like, no. Run. So, uh, the neighbor said she'd suspected something was wrong for some time, but had waited until she saw an infant to call the police. Um, she wasn't the only one who called, actually. Somebody else, a local hot dog shop had called. <laughs> was it a mobile hot dog shop? No, it was it was a, like a brick and mortar place that only sold hot dogs, which is a thing. They're, they have. Well, yeah, but I'm just wondering how they crossed paths. <laughs> well, apparently uh, Lee Kaplan, who is our, our cult leader, as you will, Uh, Lee Kaplan would bring some of the girls in with him to get hot dogs, and then he would refer to them as his wives. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So when police finally broke into the home, they discovered 12 girls, uh, ranging in age from 18 years old to the brand new infant who was now six months old. Who I'm assuming... Was the daughter or child of the 18 of year old? Um, okay. They also found a three year old who was also the daughter of the 18 year old. Fantastic. Right. Um, but that brings up something. So the neighbors called because they saw an infant, and all of these births were at home, which means 
while I applaud the neighbor for calling, good good on you. Call call CPS when you see weird shit. Um, she missed a complete other infant that had been there for three years. Right. <laughs> like, how long were they living there? Uh, turns out four years that multiple girls were living in this home. They had two live home births. Wow. No one noticed. Which infuriates me because, like, I'm one of those people who's like, I'd rather call and have a welfare check and have everything be fine than not call and have oh, somebody yeah. suddenly get locked in a basement and impregnated a ton. I hear my neighbors sneeze and I call the police. I, I called CPS on a customer one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you see something, say something. Yeah. I mean, if you, like, pull back like you're going to hit your wife in my store <gasps> and she flinches... I'm going to call the effing cops on you. <laughs> like, Whoa. hell no. Especially with an infant. Oh, um, yeah. The 18-year-old had been given to Lee Kaplan as a gift. By who? Her own parents four years previously. Why? Um, well, it's, it's complicated. Uh, so I just have under my notes, women are not things you cannot give them as gifts. No. So as the police kind of dug deeper into the story, they found a lot of evidence that the whole, it's the, their last name is Stolzfus. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not. Don't email me about it. <laughs> um, the Stolzfus family was all brainwashed. By Uh-oh. Lee Kaplan. In my notes, it just says, never take life advice from a dude who don't have windows. That's a solid point. I, I have never met someone with no windows that I trust. No. Right? No. You should have windows. At least one or two. Right. So the Stolzfuss actually have 15 children in all. They only okay. have 12 girls. So, uh, or rather, they now have 14 living children. We'll get oh. to it. Uh, so 15, so the other two children besides the 12 are boys, both older than the 18 year old. And they think it's totally okay that their parents gave their sister away as a gift to a crazy man with a beard and no windows. I can't wrap my mind around that. It's not okay. No. (laughs) Like, it's not remotely okay. No. (laughs) Made me very angry. I also have in my notes, people who accept children as gifts are not fucking good people. No. Yeah, no, her, the oldest brother went on record as part of the course, the court case and was like, I think overall he's actually just a good person. And I was like, you're high. Um, Well, part of the reasoning they're using, and one of the police officers who investigated the crime scene actually commented that as far as situations like this, where you've got someone essentially imprisoning women Minors and children. And, yes. Uh, the environment was literally the most ideal it could be for that situation. Well, so, isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't have windows, but... Uh, so he had actually converted the entire basement of the house into a school. Huh. Yeah. Who so was he, the teacher? Was it him? He was teaching. Great. But actually did well because oh. the children could all read and write well. They could all play musical instruments. <laughs> yeah. They were like killing it on that degrees of reading power test. <laughs> like they were just nailing shit left and right. Um, but allegedly, yeah, he, he still actually made them 
do schoolwork, which is actually in the Amish community, they don't always go to school. So many people involved were like, oh, these kids actually had a decent life for once, except that they had to fuck this old dude. Um, I'm sorry. They were raped by an old dude (laughs) in return. Not good. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they... Was he... What's his background? Was he a teacher? Well, I will get to it. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. We actually don't know his background. Um, He's well read. Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe. Can play instruments. So here's how this all started. So the Stolzis family were practicing Lancaster Amish. So that's like... OG Amish. That's like the most Amish you can be. So Lee Kaplan kind of lured them away from the Amish faith. They started to break away after Daniel Stolzfus accidentally killed their 14-month-old. <laughs> he killed him in a forklift accident. Oh my god. Now, here's the thing. When I first, absolutely first read the headline, it just said... Amish family worships son who claims to be, or Amish family worships man who claimed to be son killed in forklift accident. And I thought it was like an adult son and that he was just like, it's me, Benny. And I was just like, who would believe this? But then I found out it was a baby and I was like really way more upset. That's very upsetting. Well, here's the other thing. Forklifts, um, that's electric. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like my boyfriend drives a forklift at work. He, on a dare, drove it through the Burger King drive-thru across the parking lot and got free burgers. Well done. Jake's a fucking OG. (laughs) So, wait, back up. But it's, like, full-on complex, like, legit machinery, like, not normal Amish stuff. Not Amish machinery. Yeah, so for... Pump this wood, wooden pedal with your foot. Exactly. So part of me was just like, what the hell were you doing with a forklift anyway? And also, why did you have a baby around a forklift? That's my question. I was very confused. So the 14-month-old baby was in the forklift? No, uh, it was accidentally run over. Oh. Oh, I hate this. Backed over. <sighs> I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry, everyone who had to hear that. It's an important part of the story. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. I don't know why there was a baby near the forklift. I feel like I don't want to blame the victim, which is this family. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I have some issues. Well, yeah. With that. Um. So, the wife, Sevilla... Or I mean, it's spelled Sevilla, but it's probably Sevilla. She had a baby every 13 months. Yes, Armando. Sorry. No. I found a couple of articles that are saying that Amish people are now allowed to use propane fuel. Oh, thank you. Huh. So. Why? Okay. There's the belief in some Amish communities that if it, if it's impossible to conduct your business without using some form of electronics then you can interesting they do propane powered as opposed to electrical okay well and and a forklift would be propane yeah but it's still got electrical components oh yeah lots of it it's like a car right yeah i mean that's how jake was able to drive it through that drive-thru yeah. yeah, which is not OSHA compliant and I oh really of course not yeah propane. have fun with that <laughs> <laughs> um so just in case you couldn't hear that or in case the sound was bad and we had to cut it out uh, Armando pointed out to us that some Amish are la- are allowed to use propane based tools, which would be like a forklift. Propane. There yeah, you go. There you go. 
I still think that's that? bending the rules a little bit. Yeah, but- I fully agree because if the rule is that they can use it if it helps them conduct their business, well, what did they do before that existed to conduct their business? And why can't they continue to go about using oh. it in such a, in that way? Amish forklift. Amish for- See, I was picturing my my boyfriend's forklift is like a small, like a car one. Mm-hmm. I know, I know the kind. Yeah, the kind they use at Costco. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. Huh. I'm familiar. Anyway, that's how the baby died. I'm so sorry. So, understandably, the family was upset, but they had many, many other children. Um, as I said, Sevilla had children every 13 months. That sucks. Oh, yeah. That's brutal. And again, remember, home births. This nope. Is, this is the Amish. Epidural, give me the drugs. <laughs> yeah. That's my song for the day. Uh, they, at this time, they actually lived across the street from Sevilla's, Sevilla's sister, Sarah, who was actually helping them raise their increasingly large family. Brood. Yeah, brood. Um, I guess Sarah was unable to have any children of her own. So for her, it was kind of like, oh, I actually have children and a family now through my sister's family. So that's actually, it's it was really good for her and them. Uh, unfortunately, after their kid died in this horrible forklift accident, um, Daniel, the father, blamed himself. Of course, yeah. Obviously. And really kind of tried to pull away from the Amish faith. About two years later, he decided to just be a basic, just a regular born-again Christian. They kind of pulled out of their Amish community. They started to live still not what we would consider I don't want to use the word normal but the I modern right modern right um but they were kind of moving towards that way right around this same time is when Daniel met Lee Kaplan so apparently he met him on a work site where Lee Kaplan just walked right up to Daniel and said you're the one I'm looking for and give then me they your were, daughter yeah they were friends <laughs> ever since so I see this a lot at work where guys will come up, usually old men. When and I'm ask for your firstborn? No. Uh, <laughs> she was their thirdborn. That's um, true. But no, they'll come up and be like, exactly the person I was looking for. Where are the cheese graters? And I'm just like, you you weren't looking for anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. stop. It's always somebody who's trying to be clever. Right. And never is. Which no. is, I mean, more and more... Um, we see that Kaplan is just a guy making tons of dad jokes and Daniel is taking them as like gospel. Dad jokes and boarded up windows. Yeah. Well, he, have you ever met like an old stoner? Sure. Like a stoner from the sixties where they're just like, man, you don't even know. Like I could tell you so much. I saw this one thing and then they just start recounting trips Yes. That's basically what was happening. And Daniel was just like, man, my best friend can read minds. Oh, God. Yes. Not good. So he described, Daniel described Kaplan as someone who would live to the end of the world. Why? No that's my question of the day, apparently. No explanation. Why? And, and that's kind of the thing that I ran into, too, where I read, like, 15 articles on this case and they all included like that quote but never any indication of why like why daniel was so taken with this guy the only thing i can think is 
So Lee Kaplan was not Amish. He just lived kind of Amish adjacent, <laughs> where he was living a simpler life than what they would term the English, um, but was not necessarily a part of the Amish faith. And so he was aware of things like the news and, and was out and about in regular society. He knew about hot dogs. We know that at least. Yes. Um, and so he, I think just kind of in Daniel pulling from the Amish community, I think he was suddenly introduced to a whole world of things he had never seen or heard of and took it to be magical when it was really just an old guy being like, yeah, man, do you know that if you, like, pull the buns apart, you could get two hot dogs? Like, just, like, dude wisdom. What would have happened if he met, like, Snoop Dogg? Oh, my God. I <laughs> I don't, I, I think would have blown his mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, because Sevilla was worried that she was going to be pressured to shun Daniel if she continued to let him essentially leave the Amish faith, she opted to leave too. So six years after that, in 2009, uh, the leaders of the local Amish community filed a complaint with the Pennsylvania State Police on the grounds of child endangerment and kidnapping. Now, this is important because the Amish don't like dealing with the police. They don't like dealing with us, basically, in general. Um, and this report is about eight years, six to eight years earlier than any other reports of child endangerment. So they were really ahead of the game. They would only have done it if there was something really, really, really wrong, <laughs> essentially. So clearly they knew it was up before anybody else. Uh, so they claimed in 2009 that Daniel was keeping his wife and children hostage and that the children were being abused and neglected. Uh, the state investigated, and they determined that the allegations were unfounded. Oh, wow. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Sure they are. Um, the Stolzfus family countersued. They basically uh, claimed the Amish were trying to slander them and break up their marriage because they wanted to leave the faith. Which sounds insane. Like, that sounds like some, you know, people are after us kind of conspiracy theory right. nonsense. Except that it's it's fairly common in the Amish community to if they believe one partner of the two is trying to leave the faith, they will either try to separate them to make it easier for the other partner to shun, or they will try to essentially prevent them from leaving. So it's not the only time that that has potentially happened. Hmm. The family moved around for a while because they don't really have any family outside of the Amish community. They finally settled in Quarriesville on the outskirts of Lancaster. Their neighbors commented that the girls rarely ever went outside. In 2012, uh, Sevilla's sister, Sarah, the one who used to live across the street from them, visited. And she said it seemed like they were trying to convert her to whatever. Convert her. Exactly. To. She wasn't sure to what. Interesting. Uh, Daniel told her he could read her mind. Great. And that the Amish church was going to fall. It was right after this time, like right around 2012, that they chose to give their oldest daughter, whose name has been kind of withheld, to Kaplan as a way to pay him back for helping them out of financial ruin. I still don't understand using your child as a method of gift or currency. Well, only the girls. Still. Well, it, <laughs> it, 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 it becomes a sexist issue. Right, essentially, of course. Where 
they would never have dreamed of doing it with their son because if, if they would have, they would have given their son. Why not? Um, but because she's a girl, I think she is still effectively seen as property. So wrong. Yes. It makes me blind with rage also. Um, so apparently their business and most of their finances were in shambles after they left the Amish community. And so he kind of took them in and that's how this all started. Daniel says that he did his due diligence and Googled whether or not it was okay for him to give his daughter away. Oh, good. You know what? He researched. Yeah. He put in some time. I Googled the same thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, here, most of the results were uh, shit 14-year-old girls want. It was just, I, I Googled the phrase, can I give my 14-year-old daughter away as a gift? And instead, I, Google was literally like, did you mean gifts for 14-year-olds? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I don't think you understand. So it's mostly lists of, of shit that 15 and 14-year-old girls want. What do they want? Um, <laughs> it was a lot of lip gloss. Um, lip gloss, that's still a popular choice. Very, very. Uh, there was also some articles about some whack-ass disciplinary shit. Hmm. Um, from more conservative sects. There was also, uh, and I don't know if you bothered to Google this, but I did, uh, Pennsylvania's laws on statutory rape. You know, I haven't gotten around to doing that lately. Uh, well, they state this. Statutory sexual assault, a second degree felony, includes sexual intercourse with a child 15 or younger when the defendant is at least four years older than the victim. Now, that's a little bit different than some statutory laws. Some statutory laws just have an age limit where it's like, hey, anybody under 17, no dice. But this one actually notes the stipulation. So it's anyone under 15, provided that the other party is four years or more older. Which means if you were 15 and boning a 19-year-old, that's okay. Or if you're 14 and boning an 18-year-old, that's okay. But if you're... 15 and boning it out with a 51 year old as in this case then it's not okay i just found that a little interesting that is interesting yeah it's it's a little unusual i'm not sure like in one regard like because i've always struggled with statutory laws where it's like well they're 17 and 19 right i'm like well eh. you know yeah it gets hairy it gets hairy with that kind of stuff but this one, 15 is a little young. I feel like if you said oh, it yeah. at 17 or 18 with that same four-year stipulation, I think I'd feel better about I'd it. I'd feel much better about it. Yeah. Because think about, I mean, I know we do this, but think about what you were doing at 15. I don't know about you, but I certainly wasn't like, who can I bone? Yeah, no, not at all. I was way <laughs> too nerdy for that shit. No, I was a total nerd. I was, are you kidding? Yeah. I mean, there were girls that were definitely like... I'm sure there were that just didn't talk about it like it, no yeah and my at the, the school i went to everyone pretended like it was no no one and i think it was probably more than we thought i'm sure it was more than we thought but i mean i remember you're right because we both went to religious schools yeah and, and so it probably was less common but i mean i i remember my senior year there was this rumor that this girl gave this guy a blowjob behind a dumpster and i was appalled more because it was behind a dumpster. No, that was the part of the story that really bugged yeah. me, actually. I mean, I was like, gross, but also why? Like, that I mean, was the... Eh. The smell. The smell. There's a lot. Dumpsters reek. So do dicks. So do dicks. Yeah, dumpster blowjobs are Armando. not... I just don't feel like that's the place. No. 
I mean, if it's your only option, but like get a car. Is it your only option? <laughs> right. I don't think so. Right. I mean, cars are expensive, but should you really be getting blown Find if you don't have a car? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's, you don't need a dumpster. This is just me being mean to pedestrians. Okay. <laughs> Well, pedestrians are the worst, <laughs> unless I'm the pedestrian. I mean, okay. More like pedestrians. <laughs> I I get frustrated with pedestrians in Los Angeles because they take that right of way thing way too far. You think LA is bad? Try Portland. People I in Portland it. think you can just saunter across the fucking freeway and it's their right. It's rough. <laughs> I I get very frustrated because I'm like I'm in a car. I'm mm-hmm. big. You can see me. I have a way harder time seeing you yes. if you're just going to like walk out into the damn street. Yes. And then I pay like vigilant attention. So yes. I, as I was driving behind, kind of over behind where I work the other day, I saw a lady and I was like, oh, I bet that bitch is going to walk right into the road. Oh, you can't right tell who's going to be the walker. Yeah. So I stopped preemptively mm-hmm. and just kind of waited and she had headphones in. So she didn't hear me driving or stop. So she turned around and all of a sudden saw my car was right by her, assumed I had skidded to a stop behind her, and slapped the hood of my car. Are you serious? Yeah, I'd been stopped sitting there for like 10 seconds. I hate that. I just about got out and slapped her across the face. I, I wish was you so would've. mad. I wish you would have just slapped her right in the intersection. Tempting. You know, I live by a lot of schools, and there is a high school very near me, and that's how you know I'm not a sex offender, and I get really mad because I feel like high schoolers are kind of a bunch of dicks, and around 2.15, 2.30 every day, I know to bunker down and stay in my home because they will drive around. They drive like maniacs, and they're, they're, they swarm. They swarm. They take <laughs> over my neighborhood. It's a, it's a fucking nightmare, but... I really hate how they will walk across, pay, literally not look one way or the other, but they're texting and they (laughs) don't look. And I really, I just wish that I could put some kind of a soft foam on the front of my car (laughs) so I could just tap them to keep them aware. Just get some pool noodles. I want to hit them with pool noodles because I just want them to know. Don't put them on the bumper. Just keep them in your car and then just get like, out and beat them with pool noodles. No, like just roll down the window. <laughs> the pool noodles long enough that like if you're <laughs> if you're near the cross. Yeah, literally just reach out with one arm and like Indiana Jones it at their face. That's not a bad idea. Right? Pool noodles are a dollar. At the That's dollar true, store. but you know, I feel like where this neighborhood, everyone's on the next door app, and I mean, I swear, if someone here, do yeah, you, do I you know had the same. App? No, oh, okay. Armando and I come from neighborhoods where no one talks about what goes on next door. Okay, well, I don't, I don't. He gestured towards a tattoo. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> it's a tattoo of an orange slice. No one's scared. <laughs> it's an app where it confirms where you live. And then everybody goes on and some people sell things. Some people are like, hey, I'm looking for a, I don't know, fucking tutor for my kid. Mostly people just get on there and bitch about everything going on in the neighborhood and take pictures. I hate it with a passion and yet I can't stop reading it. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of, do you remember in college when Overheard ABC. was a, few, a huge thing? Well, Overheard, like Overheard LA. Oh, no, I'm thinking of something wrong. ABC, you are right. We're, yeah, College ABC. Yes, College yes. ABC. I, yes, I know, I'm familiar, quite. <laughs> and it, it it's similar to that, but the okay. neighborhood. And okay. I hate everyone on it, for the most part, <laughs> because I feel that these complaints are 
trivial. But anyway, if I become the person who's hitting teenagers with pool noodles, <laughs> I will be Sorry. all over that site. <laughs> Do it. I mean, it's tempting. I've already, I've made my debut on that site and I am not well received. Oh, so shit. <laughs> I mean, oh, shit. What do people no, say? Just, just my comments. Oh. My comments is all. Oh, I like okay. to, it's. You're a shit I don't want to say I'm an agitator. I just remember, <laughs> like, the ABC College one had such juicy shit where it was, like, so oh, and so Oh, Juicy Campus with, was how it started. Juicy Campus, that's what it was. Yeah. It was, like, so-and-so slept with so-and-so. And then it would be, like, so-and-so from this chapter has the loosest butthole. And I'm just, like, that's – I didn't – now yeah, I know it, that forever. It does. It really, truly got juicy. Oh, yeah. Do I need to say that I don't think all high schoolers are dicks? Because I realize we might have high school listeners. Oh, fuck all that. High but high schoolers dicks. fucking suck. I didn't like them in high school. I mean, I feel like any high schoolers listening to this show are probably like, they are yeah, dicks. Yeah, they are dicks. That's true. As like a s- small like other thing was, uh, I don't know, you were talking about earlier, um, going to school and people not, what were you saying? People not like hooking up? Yeah. Di- okay. How old were people hooking up at your school? I mean, I know we both went to private religious school, so we're not. Yeah, so we're not always the best. People were starting at like thirteen. Yeah, I didn't know that until well after high school. I'm sure that was happening, but I feel like I also hung out with a bunch of kids as nerdy as me. Me too. And yeah, uh, like the band geeks. That's true. There was a lot of nerd sex. Fucking each other. Well, I mean, theater. I was like, me and a couple of my friends were like the lone theater nerds. Um, but I just wasn't ready. I mean, I had no, I just, it wasn't a thing I wanted to do. There was a lot of pressure to not do it at at my high school. I'm, I'm glad that I did not. I, nobody wanted to have sex with me. I'm sure of it. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think so. Although I was not in that. I feel like even if I was like, come get it, I don't think I would have had any takers. I just was not. I just wasn't, I mean, I guess I wasn't ready. That wasn't a thing I was interested in. And I think that the people that were interested in that kind of see that, like know that, and then tease It was you, like you know a secret mean? code. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's one of those things where like after high school, I think I found out that a lot more people were doing it than I thought. Yeah. On the DL. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Public school, if you fuck somebody, it was like public knowledge. Which is crazy to me. Because if... At my school, if it had been public knowledge, like if someone found out, you may not be at school the next day. Really? Yeah, wow. they could kick you out. There was a code of conduct. Yeah. And if you violate the code of conduct, they can kick you out. Now, depending on what it was that you did, they may or may not. Like, I don't like there were definitely people who who had hooked up with other people that nothing happened to them. But things like drinking, they were hardcore. Mm-hmm. If they caught people drinking, you were in big fucking trouble. Drugs, huge trouble. So my first school was an all girls school, and there was a boy. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy at a at a different private school that all the girls had a thing for, and he was like my first kind of boyfriend at fifteen. And we did not have sex or do anything else for that matter because I was like I said I wasn't ready. But he. <laughs> No names. But he <laughs> you went. You were trying to find him on Facebook? <laughs> I'll tell you after the show. But he went and told everyone at my high school that we did have sex. Oh, and we didn't. And no. so when I went to school, I had this like scarlet letter on me. And everybody 
told everybody, including the teachers. And a teacher came up to me and said, I heard the news. You're a trollop. <gasps> and I will never forget wait, that. Wait, she said the actual word trollop? trollop? Yes. And I said, what does that mean? What's a trollop? Yeah. <laughs> and she said, get a dictionary, look it up, and <gasps> turn on her heel and walked out. And the official definition of a trollop is a woman perceived as sexually disreputable or promiscuous. Wow. I did not have sex with that kid. I'm I'm going to go on a limb and say, because I can't imagine one of my... like I transferred when, high schools because of this. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't imagine one of my teachers saying that to somebody. I feel like in the same situation... A teacher may have pulled you as like at my school. A teacher would have pulled you aside and been like, "Just be careful." Right, like like that would have been the conversation. Mm. More like you're playing with fire. I was shunned. Oh my god! And everybody, I mean, they made my life hell. That's insane. So of course I didn't want to have sex with somebody. That's what I, I thought would happen this, if I did. This is making me want to go. Facebook message the girl that I know was sexually active in high school and be like, I'm sorry if if we if you felt ostracized. That was Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't even imagine because I wasn't. And also we had this thing, this wasn't for me personally, this was for the whole school. But um we had a teacher, the same teacher that threw me off the arc. Um oh, if you recall, right. the Nose arc. <laughs> from episode seven. Yes. Um we would have this slideshow um with just Photo after photo of highly diseased genitals she would show us. Oh, yeah, us. yeah, yeah. We had that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then they handed out pamphlets on how to become a nun. Oh, shit. What? No, no. But no one did. Yeah, we got condoms. I mean, we didn't. <laughs> we, they did not give us condoms. They were like, abstinence is the only 100% way. But if you absolutely have to, here's how condoms work. <laughs> oh, no. They were just like, I'll never forget the term anal grapes. And anal cauliflower grapes? penis. I've seen cauliflower penis. It's rough. It's rough. Um, it's good with buffalo sauce. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, Only God. once a month. Rough. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Oh, that's right. A 51-year-old guy was <laughs> raping a 15-year-old. Um, circling back. Circling back. So the abuse started with the 14 year old who now is, is 19. So the oldest girl they found in the house, um, she was given as a gift and Kaplan claimed to be able to interpret the family's dreams and read minds. And he routinely instructed them on women's role in society. Yeah. From a man who willingly accepted a 14 year old girl as a gift. Just please tell me my role. I'm pretty sure it's um, Slam Peace. No, I'm not serious. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to see the man that begrudgingly accepted it. Oh, like if I have to. You really shouldn't have. Did you give me a receipt? Um, <laughs> so the girl's mother, Sevilla, said that she was aware of the abuse and she saw... Um, her daughters, he had a sexual relationship with six of the 12 girls. One of them starting as young as six years old. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I fucking hate that. It's really gross. Uh, but here's what I hate more is that their mother uh, was aware of the abuse and she saw the girls coming and going from his bedroom. Stop. And instead of notifying authorities, she began sleeping with him herself. 
That's so gross. And considered her daughters her sexual rivals. Are you fucking kidding me? Totally serious. This is where in my notes it just says, bitch, no. Seriously, bitch? Just no. Yeah. No. When questioned about it, Sevilla said that she believed that it could be a good thing for them. How? I don't know. I can't see a single way in which it would be good. During his sentencing, Kaplan just said, I'm not sure what I can say to you, honestly, when he was asked to allocute his crimes. Oh, boy. So uh, sentencing and allocution is usually where you find out how long you're going to be in prison, but you usually also have to give an accounting of your crimes. And so his accounting was, I'm not sure what I can say to you, honestly. And then he asked the jury to do what you think is right. Okay. He was sentenced to 84 years in prison. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah, I would say that's right. Yeah. Yep. So this is not the only time Amish sects have broken off the main religion. Uh, an Amish man named Samuel Mullet, not a fake name, fully Samuel real Mullet. name. Samuel Mullet, oddly enough, had a bowl cut. Oh, two terrible haircuts and one poor man. Terrible haircuts and one poor man. So uh, he was actually tried along with nine other Amish men. And they were in prison for a while. Oh, he was a predator. Amish men and women. And then it was overturned. Huh. So they're in the middle of an appeals process. Okay. So most of the sexually based offenses were dismissed. Um, but it was said that Samuel Mullet was, quote unquote, counseling the local Amish women. With his dick? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll get to it. Uh, when their husbands opposed that or his other teachings, and he was fighting for the Amish religion to be more conservative. Huh. You know, go figure. Uh, he'd cut their beards off as a hate crime. Like run up to them with scissors? Because I want to do that to man buns. I mean, I do too. Um, it started with scissors and then went to electric razors. Well, that's not right. Yeah, it's not. But yeah. Huh. He, he would basically hold people down and cut their beards and hair. And here's the funny thing. Not shave them clean shaven. Just like well, yeah. chunk it off. Well, yeah. Pull a yeah, he'd pull his Devo. Well, because, I mean, he is trying, it's, it's not, he's not doing it to help them, being like, I promise you'll look better without this. Right. It's like, he's trying he's to fuck them up. He's just grabbing a clump and cutting it off. Yeah. So, uh, he claimed the beard cuttings were in response to people straying from the more conservative tenets of the Amish faith, and it was alleged that after the beards were cut, he would trap and lock the men in their chicken coops, because this is a society in which everyone has a chicken coop. Not joking, that's real. Uh, and then he would return to have sex with their wives under the guise of counseling. So he'd lock the husbands in a chicken coop with That's his correct. botched beard and then go fuck their wife. Yeah, it's like a tiny prison for chickens. And then yes. he would go counsel their wives. Um, now, here's the thing, though. Not many of the wives, wives were complaining witnesses. Like, there were a, a few <laughs> where it was alleged to be sexual assault. Okay. But many of them were consensual oh which just makes me think that amish women be exploring their stuff you know, yeah it kind of sounds like it finding getting their groove back um he also sometimes would tell people that he was a chiropractor to get alone with women oh my god yeah mm -hmm. this dude can't stop getting it wet i'm sorry i feel oh horrible that was the worst oh thing i could possibly say <laughs> Uh, his fellow inmates, because he has been in prison, his fellow inmates refer to him as OG. 
What? Yeah. Who's oh, he gee. in prison with? They're looking up to him. He, as no, the he's in Gen Pop. Like How he's in he regular this? ass this prison. Is a very. They call him OG. Um. Apparently, he made friends in the prison because he started singing spiritual songs at night, and they they found it pleasant, soothing. I guess. All right. Um. He says he doesn't know what OG means, but he guesses it's something good. Oh my god! <laughs> I love when I find pull quotes like that. That's a good like, one. They call me OG. I don't know what it means, but I'm guessing it's something good. So that's all I've been able to find because their case is ongoing. Wow. Um, Kaplan, um, David, and Sevilla have all been charged, so they are likely all going to prison for a long, long time. And all of their children have been placed into foster homes. Um, in the case of the 18 year old, she's been placed in a home with her two children. Okay. Uh, but she still maintains that Kaplan is her husband, considers him her husband and has stood by him through the trial process. Wow. Because that's what happens when you sexually abuse a 14 year old. Yeah. That's tragic. Real tragic. This is a, we somehow managed to be douchebags and make light of quite a bit in this this episode, episode, but it was very dark super and very sad just remember the next time that you go to the chiropractor make sure it's not just an amish guy trying to get up in your britches and make sure that there's no boarded windows oh yeah never take advice from someone who don't have windows that's i mean i got nothing that was i bad. mean i feel like these are my just pages, takeaways yeah pages takeaways <laughs> question everything don't trust people who don't have windows and don't drink the kool-aid og for life og oh for God. life